Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. I'm John, or Taku, as you might know me on Twitter, the executive producer here, and I just want to thank you for watching. It really means a lot to us that people watch, listen to, and enjoy our shows. If you want to help us keep making these shows as fun and lively as they can be, please join your fellow fans in supporting us at our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms, or by subscribing to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms. It really means a lot to us that the amount of you who do support us continue to do so, especially our $25 plus tier supporters on Patreon. Antitonic, Catwater Flame, Samantha Bates, Maureen Monty, and Gravity Alexander. Every little bit helps, so thank you to all of our patrons and subs. Check us out on Twitter at Final Show Films and on our website at www.finalshowfilms.com for updates, go live notifications, and more. We love interacting with you, so feel free to tweet at us or email us at finalshowfilms at gmail.com. That being said, please relax and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Esoteric Literature Club of Whitechapel. Uh, I'm John, the keeper for this session. And joining me today is Jeremy. Hi, my name is Jeremy. Uh, I am playing um, uh, Jahan Ramsey and, excuse me, and fuck Pandaren. Jahan Ramsey, the fucker of pandas. And Craig. Oh, uh, okay. You can't confirm that he hasn't. <laughs> I'm... Harold Costley, retired doctor. Uh, neutral regarding pandas. Retired for unspecified reasons. And Mara? <laughs> because pandas. Oh, God. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mara, and I'm playing Doris Foster Young, retired cult leader. And fucker. Anyway. Also retired for unspecified reasons. Jack? Hey, everybody. I'm Jack. I'm playing Jared O'Connell, the explorer who's actually seen pandas in real life. Didn't fuck them, though. They are, however, tasty. Also not retired, (laughs) but not retired for unspecified reasons. And Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron. I am playing America, Kansas Freedom. And the idea of tiny sentient foxes has distracted me from whatever this meme was supposed to be. Volpera are awesome and are coming to World of Warcraft. Anyways, <clears throat> well, already in World of Warcraft, but are coming as playable races. <clears throat> and now I'm just like, the Volpera are coming, and I wonder what horrible sort of things this forebodes. <laughs> Before we delve into the world of Call of Cthulhu, for all those watching and listening at home, understand that this is a world that thrives on horror, on the unsettling, on making you uncomfortable, so there may be themes and aspects of this story that are particularly unpleasant for some viewers. In those cases, it is a perfectly valid response to stop watching or listening if you feel you cannot. For those who remain, welcome to Call of Cthulhu. When last we left off, uh, Miss Doris Foster Young and Dr. Harold Costley found themselves on the receiving end of losing four hours, in addition to the receiving end of several other things. Uh, <clears throat> uh, 
At which point they discovered that the that the mansion they were in was pretty much completely abandoned and that they were alone in what was actually a fairly spooky setting, though they were distracted from this fact from learning this fact for quite a while because they were distracted with each other. Meanwhile, on the co- on the on the coast of England, uh, moving along the cliff face that Jared O'Connell had found himself at the bottom of, America finally rescued Jared, only in time for the two of them to see the Coast Guard ship that had been dispatched to help out get struck by lightning and sink to the bottom of the channel. At, uh, which followed, which was then followed by Jahan giving the most British telephone call ever to the <laughs> Coast Guard to let them know that their ship had been sunk. Uh, America and Jared reconvened with Jahan, replaced the battery, reconnected with Doris and Harold, and determined to head back to the mansion so that they could reclaim their cars and finally leave, as it was getting on to the wee hours of the next day's morning. Harold and Doris. Yep. You find yourself sitting in your car, waiting for your companions to arrive so that you can all leave together and make sure that each other is safe. The car is turned on, the headlights are on, the heater is on, and it's beginning to fog up because you're both soaking wet because it's raining outside still, and that's what happens when you get into a car with wet clothes and turn the heat on. Yep. playing... Uh, let's say Waterloo Sunset by the Kinks. I, I don't know what this song is, but okay. <laughs> I would like the Kinks. Um, and Doris and, will say uh, that she likes it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Harold, Harold will uh, check, his, check his vest pocket and then check his watch again. Uh, just sort of making sure that it's still the same time that it was when they left the house. Oh, and what is? Uh, did she end up taking the boots? What did What did uh, Doris? End yes. Up with? Yeah. Yeah. She took the boots. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she left her shoes behind because one of them was broken. Right. And I'm not going to get them repaired. Harold, give me a sanity roll as you look at your pocket watch. All right. Uh oh. <laughs> Nope. Uh oh. Your pocket watch is perfectly normal. Nothing's wrong. Yay! <laughs> All right. Um, a little bit relieved, Harold tucks it away and looks over at Doris and says, "Um." Not that I don't appreciate the invitation uh, to this club, but um, you have to tell me what uh, what sort of things have happened to you all in the past when you've gone to auctions. Anything? Oh, like- I mean, nothing. Nothing that interesting. It was. It. We usually go, and there's some walking around. We do what we did this time, and write down what you know looks like it might be interesting to. Whatever the name his name is Reginald Reginald, Reginald, Reginald to, to Mr. Caldwell, Caldwell. Um, and then go back and we discuss what we were talking about. Um, yeah, we discuss things. It's a it's a nicer it's a much more entertaining literature club than the ones I used to go to. 
Well, you would have to imagine. Um, and Harold reaches into his other pocket uh, inside his coat and pulls out the Latin volume from the library and says, as soon as the auction had already shut down, I seem to have neglected to pay for this uh, this particular book. It's the ah. uh, be- uh, Modus Beatus? The Beatus Methodivo. Beatus Methodivo, okay. Um, I suppose uh, when we reconvene, well, what's the standard in situations like this? Do we have to wait till next week, or are we going to try to get together until end review? Uh, the, I don't know if there's the next the next meeting. Uh, the next meeting is actually on Monday. This okay. weekend. So I'm sure we could just uh, we could just wait until the next meeting. It'll be on Monday. Today is Friday or Saturday? Yes, today's Friday. Friday. Well, it's become it's Saturday days. over the course of the <laughs> yes, events. Yes. But... We're in the wee hours of Saturday. Well, that would give us some time I mean, to rest up after the excitement of today. Yes. Um, all sure of us managed right. to injure ourselves at one point or another on a staircase, that sort of thing. Yes. I mean, it does happen, but yeah. And then, yeah, we'll just discuss how things went, and it'll be interesting. I don't know. It was weird, but it's not. I'm sure it's all perfectly reasonable. Harold has exhausted his very limited store of small talk and is now fiddling with the heater. <laughs> At roughly this point, you see the headlight. You see headlights. Uh, lighting up the fogged-up back window. As America, Jared, and Jahan, you return to the house and see a fogged-up car, a car with fogged-up windows that is currently on. <clears throat> I'm not going to be the one to go knock on the window. I'll do I'll it. go. <laughs> I love that you said that, because that's the last thing you said the last episode. It was great. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Perfect callback. Continuity. Continuity. <laughs> Jared gets out of the car. You get out. It's still raining. You instantly are soaked again. Sneaks over to their car. Give me a stealth check. Oh, okay. <laughs> are there any bonuses for it being super dark and loud from the rain? There are bonuses for it being super dark and loud from the rain. There are also penalties for it being muddy ground, meaning that you get a zero. So no. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> Terrible! I fail. Shortly after, uh, uh, Jahan and America, you watch Jared get out of the car and start trying to sneak over towards the thing. The problem is twofold, you can see from your car. One, his feet are getting stuck in the mud, and he's having to pull them out of the mud. Oh, dear. Uh, which is causing him to not quite walk with, and with, the, with the attempted stealthy gait. He's not quite getting there. Uh, and two, uh, he's really the uh well he slips uh and so doris and harold you sort of as shortly after the uh lit up uh indicator of headlights behind you there is a thunk as something hits the side of the car oh dear i open my door and look out yeah harold will roll down his window you op- uh doris you open your door and look out and there is jared face down in the mud Jared. just hit the car. There's just a thumbs you, up that comes up. What are you up. doing? And Would you like to join us? 
Well, <clears throat> this isn't the first time I've been propositioned for that sort of thing, but I'm going to pass. Looking what up, are you Karen. doing in the mud? You you know, see... Get up out of the mud before you find I'm a way to cut process. yourself on something else. <laughs> Jared, you look up and see that Doris is completely clothed, so. Harold, however, <laughs> is fuck ass naked. I mean, he doesn't have. It's just, on. it's just a, it's just a fur carpet, really, but. Just... <laughs> Harold, why are you wearing a bearskin rug? What's going Oh, God. <laughs> Got a sweater under that t-shirt, I see. <laughs> no, well, Harold is also... I'm off. back. And I think we just wanted to make sure that everything was okay with you two before we started driving back to London. Oh, we're perfectly all right. And, and likewise, um, nobody got swept out to sea. You managed not to cut yourself on any uh, uh, treacherously posed clocks this time. Uh, I didn't cut myself on anything. Um, nobody that I think we know personally got swept out to sea, although I'm pretty sure the Coast Guard suffered a few casualties. Oh, my. Harold's we'll points. You'll have to explain that further when we have our next meeting. I mean, I can tell you very quickly right now, lightning strikes a cruiser on You're the channel. You're standing in the rain. The get, get, get in a car. <laughs> Well, I rode with America, so we were actually also going to try and check okay. on Jahan's car, I think, because it's... Ah. Jahan, where's your car? It's, uh... Yeah. Isn't right it there. literally the only other car it's, in the it lot? Is the only other car in the lot, yes. Okay. <laughs> but it's also dark and heavily raining, oh, no. and I didn't see where he parked. Absolutely, and Jared but is yes. also covered in mud, so... Mm -hmm. Yes, and part of the reason I'm staying out in the rain is to rinse some of this off. Trust me, this is the least harmful debris I've been covered in this entire evening. You're going to want to be sure to clean out that wound when you get back home. Yeah, definitely on the list. Thanks, Doc. Elena, he, he, is, he is going with you, right? If you want, yeah. Well. Thanks. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh. Already decided. Get out of the car I'm heading towards mine. Jahan, <laughs> Jahan brisk walks across the parking lot over to his car. Oh <laughs> Nothing against anyone. It's just... He's, covered he's in really mud. muddy. Yeah. You don't want him in his car. <clears throat> so, nope. having reconvened at the house, I'm assuming you are all intending to head to various homes. Yep. Well, I mean, probably Jahan needs to get back to his own form of transit in downtown, but... Or Jared. Yeah. Jared. Yes, Jared was the one who drove Jahan. Didn't drive yeah. Jahan was the one who did. No, I will, I will request that America drop me off at my car. Yeah. So, where does everyone go from here? Well, I did leave my car at the hotel, but I could... Leave it. Uh, my house is nearby. We're well, in the area. Of course. Well, let me give you a ride home then. That would be lovely. Thank you. 
So Harold and Doris head towards Doris's home in Sussex. America and Jared head back into London to drop Jared off at his car, and then America heads where? Hell, to where I live. America heads home. Jared, you also head home? My apartment. And Jahan, I'm assuming you head home as well. Nope, I go to America. Yeah. <laughs> I get, get on, on a plane and say, and just leave. People. Oh, not, not to my place. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, sorry. I should clarify. <laughs> yeah, I was. I go to the United States. Actually, no. Go to the I don't state get... of Kansas in the country of America, not the person named America. Kansas. Actually, never mind. I don't want to be part of this crazy supernatural nonsense anymore, but I also don't want to get shot, so I go to Canada. Mm. And it is not governed by President Saki as well, so there's that. Mm. President Saki has actually been quite litigious on his on his reform of gun control in the States, but, you know. Uh, <clears throat> anyways. Everyone heads to a home. Harold, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll focus on Jahan first, because I feel like we've had quite a lot of sex comedy in the past few episodes. <laughs> Jahan. Uh-huh. Deadly serious. You get home to your apartment. Yes, I do. You head up. What does your apartment look like? Um... The easiest way to describe it would be like upper middle class new age librarian. So very, Does that make sense? Very modern aesthetics, very clean, yes, yes. lots very of modern, books. Very modern, very clean, very yes. Um, Open floor plan, lots of lots of glass. I need to actually because I have I actually have this somewhere. <laughs> Just in terms of of, of uh, let's see. yeah, it's a fairly large house actually. Um, yeah, because because when you have a certain when when you reach certain income levels in like like scores, it doesn't make sense not to buy like the additional five and go from like a a, a, a somewhat restrictive amount of money to a shit I have to spend all my money level. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it is a six bedroom house that he lives alone in. Um, that is located. Many of the bedrooms have been converted into library sections. Well, it's, it's a lot of it. A lot of it honestly hasn't been hasn't been converted to much. Um, there is there's the opening opening area era for you know conversation guests etc. Um, he has an office. Um, bedroom obviously. Um. Uh, a room for religious practice. Sure. Um. Uh. And probably the remaining rooms are just containing stuff, crate stuff that he's never unpacked. That sort of thing. 
So are you heading straight to bed or are you spending any time? I think I'm going to actually, no, I have, I have a book. You do have a book. I have a book. I'm going to start. I'm, I'm going to start now that I'm not dealing with burning Coast Guard ships and 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 recovering people who swam who swam through uh, 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 carnal rooms. And please, charnel rooms. Carnal rooms are very different. I was going to say no. He's talking about. He's talking about. You know, the elderly folks. As much as John is trying to get us away from the sex comedy. <laughs> you did. Kind of, anyways, um, that was the joke I was trying to make. But, yeah, fair. Um, uh, but but he, he didn't have much of a chance to look at his, his acquisition, which I don't think he paid for either. Now no, that you I think did. about no, it, you, yeah, you paid. No, for no, it that's right. Out. I did. I did. I did. Yes. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, heads off to the study. Um, gets a get gets a gets a drink and so as as you something had, else to unwind. As you had previously noticed, uh, there does seem to be sections of the book that smell of a particular lemony citrus uh, smell, which was vaguely familiar to you, as mm-hmm. it and as it seems to be indicators of something that you can't see normally. Uh, so, much like you've done with your bracelet in the past, you pull out a small pen blacklight mm-hmm. and begin going over some of the pages that smell particularly strongly. Okay. <clears throat> the journal, which for the most part de- seems to be detailing uh, both um, uh, Sir Thomas Blyton's private life as well as uh, some of his more esoteric beliefs, uh, some of his more odd or, 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 or occult beliefs, between certain lines you find hidden writing. Uh, Interesting. The first one that strikes you is the phrase, the shadows lengthen in Carcosa, which seems to be repeated several times throughout the book, almost as if it's a prayer or an, or an abjuration. In addition to that phrase repeated, you find, you find multiple mentions to a painting that was completed per specifications. Uh, a curiosity as to, as to what someone the notes don't seem to indicate who the someone is, is looking for in Carcosa. And trailing towards the end of these hidden messages where you get to a point in the journal where you don't find anything anymore, the last bit of written, the the last message in the book just says they've found it and trails off. Interesting. I will. Uh, uh, I make a lot of notes, and by that I mean my character does. I don't do that kind of thing. <laughs> um, uh, make some notes to 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 do research on on Carcosa later, but it's late. So it's bedtime. You go to bed, laying down with these these thoughts of Carcosa in your head. 
That yeah, that's gonna end really, really, really well. Super well, you guys. And as you pass out, we will transition over to Jared, who finally soaked in soaked in rainwater and mud gets home to his apartment. What's your apartment look like, Jared? Third floor. Walk in the front door. There's a little bit of tile. He shuts the door, locks it behind him, takes all of his clothes off and just leaves them in a pile at the door. Inside, mostly hardwood. Lots of uh, accoutrements and decoration from mostly it's either mountaineering, adventure sports related or uh, East Asia, continental East Asia related. Um, Lots of... Uh, artifacts and, and souvenirs and shit from Nepal. Lots of maps on the walls, that kind of thing. A couple of rugs on the wall, perhaps. Maybe a sling mm-hmm. with some sort of stuffed animals in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's at least three small interpretations of what a Yeti might look like figurines. Um, <laughs> mostly, it's everything's just kind of scattered around. A uh, couple of books and shit. Uh, there's a decent computer system in the in the main room. It's a simple two bedroom layout. Um, he walks into the uh, main bathroom in the hall, takes a shower immediately, and then probably spends about twenty minutes ensuring that his injuries are as clean as possible with whatever basic first aid equipment he has laying around. Then he goes into his room. So the bed in there. Oh, okay. Go ahead. While you're in the shower, make a sanity roll. Yeah. I go crazy in shower. Definitely where you want to go. Make a sanity roll when you're in the shower. Yep. Hey, sixty-one. My, I needed a forty-two. You have the you have the shower on hot. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the water is sort of almost scalding as you use it to scrub off the day's events. Both all, both the ones that you that everyone knows you experienced and also the ones that only you know you experienced. But nothing else happens in the shower. Okay. At which point he goes to his bedroom which so, like, his bedroom is literally just a fairly thin floor pad with a sleeping bag on it. And then a couple little things scattered around. It's pretty much it's the master bedroom is technically the smallest bedroom in the house. The other one is where there's actually like a bed and stuff. He never sleeps in there um, and just lays down, throws the sleeping bag over him and sacks out. <laughs> Because he is done. America. You head home. What's your home like? You're can't hear you. Can't You're hear muted. You. <clears throat> yeah, because I had food. Sorry. Um, so America lives above a barn and also kind of next to it. But but like the bed and stuff is in the sort of barn loft. Um, the wall, the ceiling slash wall on one side just has a huge American flag. Other than that, it would be hard to call it Spartan, 
but there isn't much in the way of decor. There is a, a bed with it's um, blue and red, but not blue, red and white, but not specifically American flag sheets. <coughs> um, there, there's a small dresser or um, they've taken out all of the guns with them and and obviously like check that they're still in perfect working order. Check that none of them have any ammunition in them, though none of them were loaded, so it's not likely, but gun safety. Lock them up for the night in the, you know, actual safe as opposed to just the car safe. You lock mm. everything up. Get ready yeah. for bed. There's a neighing from the barn. One horse in particular who always seems to be awake whenever you're around. I do whatever horse chores I need to do at this time of night, and you, whatever you, other farm. You make sure they're. Work. You make sure they're. You make sure they're yeah. fed, and the trough is filled with clean water and etc. But uh, this yellow, this yellow-haired horse watches you, stares at you, the entire time. Make mm-hmm. me a sanity roll. <clears throat> it's a really creepy staring horse. Mm-hmm. When everyone was asked to make candy rolls, I really should have figured out where on the sheet that is. <laughs> oh, found it. Mm. Success. Hard. Nice. Nice. After, after staring at you for a while, King begins to eat. Mm. And something something about the the mundanity of taking care of these horses after the slightly chaotic hectic and strange evening you have had sort of relaxes you a bit more than normal you regain 1d10 sanity oh yay um Regain some sanity. Where's the sanity thing to put? It's the, it's the, yeah, it basically your current sanity goes up by seven. Oh. The middle one. Doris and Harold. As yes. America goes to bed. You arrive at Doris's home. Doris, describe your home from the outside. Um, it's a, like, fairly, um, not as ostentatious as her car, uh, but pretty comfortable house. Um, like uh, single level. Uh, the you can see like a a like a dream catcher in the window, uh, and uh, she's got like a little like a porch light on. Well, thank you so much for bringing me back. It's delightful. Of course, uh, after a night like this, I certainly wasn't going to let anyone go home by themselves. No, I will have to fetch my Except car. Except for the so. other three people who just went home by themselves. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to go and get my car back um, at some point, but um, would you like to come in? You know, it's been a long day after a, a chilly evening like this. I certainly wouldn't say no to a to a cup of tea. Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say anything. You're all doing faces. It's good. <laughs> the two of you go in. Yep. For your cup of tea. Uh, 
What's the inside of the house look like? As you go in, everything. So uh, there's like a, a foyer, take off coats and stuff. Um, and then into the the main area she's got like a kitchen and a living room that's all one long thing like um it's really good for entertaining um and it is covered in um like various bits of um like everything has sort of a symbol on most of the things as I make up a symbol for my fic cult real quick. <laughs> um, it's like the, do, do, do. It, it's a pyramid with a, with like a, a sunrise uh, over the top of it. I was really hoping for a wizard's tower with like an infinity symbol underneath it. Mm, mm, <laughs> I love mm -hmm. that she has her own branding. <laughs> a pyramid with the, with the sun and uh, a smiley face in the middle of the pyramid. Fantastic. <laughs> Your friendly it's neighborhood, on, It's on like, there's like a banner in the kitchen, like uh, against one of the walls. It's, there's like a, a little like frame, there's like a uh, one of those um, like clear plaques in, uh -huh. on the, in the middle of the living room table. Uh, and uh, she b gets busy making tea, <laughs> basically. Takes down. Uh, do you uh, uh, prefer herbal or black tea? Um, Is that the uh, Just old-fashioned black tea. Perfect. Uh, I have. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I have this one, and she'll start making tea. So, <coughs> this is my house. Um, I got it after my after my uh after robert died and wanted to just get a move uh change of scenery well, i can certainly understand certainly the yes. past does tend to does tend to hang around mm -hmm. um so Uh, awkward silence. <laughs> yeah, Hal just sort of awkwardly is looking around at the different icons yeah. and is waiting for the for the tea. I think. Okay. Not not quite what he pictured. I no. Think. <laughs> so I have uh, been doing some decorating in the meantime. I did. Uh, redo the kitchen the previous owners it was this uh, like horrible 50s monstrosity uh the color was all wrong i do have pictures oh <laughs> see, like... during the construction they they actually found like there was some different wallpaper under there actually it was quite fascinating um well, you had to move the fridge the refrigerator it was uh said horrible time uh getting the plumbing rerouted through here but it and she does take out a photo album <laughs> harold is actually pretty interested 
<laughs> Harold has Yours? strong opinions on wallpaper and wainscoting. All right, she'll show you. Okay. And like, at some point, she'll leave you with the with the photo album and go and get the pictures, and are that get some teacups. And uh, would you like to the the um, we have the chairs in here, but I think out in the in the living room might be more comfortable. Uh, of course, um, wherever you commonly entertain. Then um. here, then, and she'll like lead you out toward a a uh, control a, a small a, a small love seat. <laughs> there's a there's a like a, a sofa. <laughs> like so, chair. what Jeremy said. Cool. <laughs> What? I didn't catch a, that. A ritual, a ritual sacrifice, sacrifice room. <clears throat> She's done that. Don't can, worry. Can uh, be designed to look like many things. Yes. There's a, a sofa, and then there's like a a wooden rocking chair. Interesting. She will sit down on the end of the love seat. The love seat, which is coincidentally at the twelve o'clock point of the room, when the rocking chair is at the six, and. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Um, Harold will sit down uh, in the, the space available on the rest of the seat, I suppose. Okay. So I, I know it wasn't quite what you were expecting tonight, but you did have a fun time, uh, an enjoyable time, right? It certainly I, was diverting. I can't say otherwise. <laughs> and that may be, may be where we mysteriously fade fade off. I need both of you. To, I need both of you to make me luck and then sanity rolls. Okay. All right. <laughs> See who gets I, I just want to say that over that entire scene, I feel like, like they both <clears throat> needed giant boards labeled "hint" to batter each other with. <laughs> Luck. Oh boy. Hey. <laughs> I got a 100 on my luck roll. Oh god. <laughs> and sanity rolls. Good job. All right. Thanks. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so we fade to black on a scene that ends up with uh, Harold realizing the limits of his stam of the st of his stamina at his current age, but somehow managing to fumble into success in certain areas, uh, in such a in such a way that though, while not otherworldly for Doris is satisfying enough, uh, but in Harold's case is more than satisfying enough to regain one d ten sanity points. Woo. It's good tea. Really good tea. <laughs> yep. And that's the tea. God damn it, Jack. Trying so hard not to make those jokes. Meanwhile, you all... I'm here to be of a disappointment to You all here. sleep. Jahan. You go to sleep with this thought of Carcosa in your head. What that means, where that is, what that is. And something about a painting, something about somebody having found something. All of this odd occult meanderings in your brain. 
And in your you, while sleeping, you suddenly find yourself with your eyes open, standing on okay. a cliff, okay. overlooking uh, a massive valley in which there is this city you've never seen before. Golden spires and domed roofs adorn a what seem to be ancient stone columns and buildings. It looks almost Persian to you, or maybe Greek. The various indicators that you that familiarize yourself with these cultures, these ancient cultures, seem to blend into each other and. Uh, shift back and forth. It's hard to tell. At some points it looks Greek, at some points it looks Roman, at other points it looks Persian. Uh, This odd blending of structure and style and color draws your eyes constantly across the city. And you see people moving about, going about their lives in this town. From this Almost, you're finding omnipotent position on the cliff above, looking down. Make me a sanity roll. Uh... Nice. Looking at this dream, you become aware that it is a dream, that you are dreaming. Mm -hmm. Okay. That this is some sort of your mind putting together bits of information and clues that you've garnered. And with that awareness comes a sense of freedom and relief. You regain 1d10 sanity points. Sweet. Uh... I'll take it. Hey, two. And as you look down and sort of focus in, your vision tunnels and your awareness moves away from your body into uh, one of these rooms. It looks like some sort of ancient art gallery. And in the middle of this pedestal, there is a painting, the same painting you saw in Lord Blyton's Manor of this yellow robed figure wearing adorned with a crown. Standing atop some sort of mountainscape. And as you look into that picture, in your mind, a voice mutters to you. A voice you don't recognize. The shadows lengthen in old Caracosa. And you wake up. Laying in bed. That book that you had put away clutched to your chest. You're not certain how it got in your hand, but it's daylight. It's the next day. Around noonish, according to your alarm clock. Right. You are awake, having dreamt of something. Well, that was fucked up. Everyone else awakens as normally. It'll be a few days before the next meeting of the Literature Club. Those of you that are injured will regain one hit point per day. 
So you regain one hit point now, having woken up, as your injuries begin to bruise over and scab over. Uh, feeling slightly worse, but you know that that's what happens when injuries start to heal. I'm at you, full health now. You have a few days before the next meeting. Uh, specifically Saturday and Sunday. The next meeting is on Monday. Uh, is there anything anybody's doing in particular over the ne- course of the next couple of days? Working, because I'm not a fucking rich... Other than working. ...retiree. <laughs> anything in particular, as opposed to outside, as opposed to the standard? No, I just wanted to make a snarky comment about how I'm the only person who doesn't have money. <laughs> Fair. <clears throat> Uh, Jared's going to go online and see if he can scrounge up anything on urban legends or weird shit along the southern coast where he had been walking after scrambling out of the abattoir. Sure. Uh, See if there's anything, especially regarding strange figures seen after dark that watch people that whole. That's mostly what he's looking for. You can give me a computer use roll. Which apparently is not on the standard list. It's a 5%. If you haven't put points into it, you'd have to add it in the uh, investigator skills end. So starting with a 5. Boop. Nope. <laughs> so you're you're spending your time looking online for things. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? The good news is, sometime soon we may have an official Call of Cthulhu sheet. Ooh. They announced that today. Okay. <laughs> or yesterday. Um. At some point. When, um, maybe when, like, the next day we're off going to collect Doris's car from the hotel? Yes. Um. I don't know how she would begin this. Um. So, how did you... Why did... This may be a strange question, but why did you say yes when I invited you to the literature club? Why did why did Harold say yes? Yes. Is uh, it? I'm just now that you're going to be a regular member, of course. I. Wait, I'm sorry. It, it, it invited him to the living room or invited him uh, to the club? Literature club. Literature club. Okay. Yes. I was Why did say. you say yes? Sorry. No. <laughs> that's a, not that's that. another that's a very different answer. That's a different um, conversation. Yes. Um You see, we know you're in the literature club because everybody who's in the club has been invited <laughs> to this particular living room. Um uh, Harold says well, honestly, it. Uh, I'm, I'm it, just it's, curious. It seems significantly more diverting than most other things that crop up to occupy time, and uh, um, uh, our Hannah had been encouraging me to get involved in other things to get me out of the house. So uh, she's uh, 
she she lives in Royal now and uh, ah. don't get to see her as much as we'd like. So it's lovely uh, part of the country. Uh, I sounded interesting when you when you explained it, and uh, honestly, I can't say I expected to be sliding through as many floors as we did, but. Uh, Certainly, it's been keeping me busy the past few days. I've, I will absolutely give it that. This is true. It was. How, how about yourself? Why did you first get involved? Similar to you, I think. It was um, the. I had been to a couple. There's the. the uh, which area of England do I live in? Sussex? Yeah, Sussex. Yes. There's the Sussex Women's Literary Society, but. Um, they my life experiences and theirs i think have diverged a fair amount and they didn't quite appreciate some of the wonderfully enlightening contributions i provided to the club and so i was encouraged to stop attending ah yes i can I can understand that as well. I'm a, no longer a welcome member of the uh, uh, Knightsbridge Gardening Club after what I said about uh, Terence Greenlee's uh, absolutely abysmal edges last year. Oh, oh! You have to do the hedges right. If you if you don't, they're they're just eyesores. Well, it's a matter of some people may have and may not have a green a green thumb. But that man seems to be missing both hands. Hmm. Hmm. I completely understand. And yes. So how, how did you first uh, first learn in the club? Oh, uh, well, Reginald and I are old friends. I knew him back before I retired, actually. Let me see. And uh, tell me a bit more about your line of work, was it, before you... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you retired. Well, I mm, I was a uh, I was the uh, let's see she would she would not be stuttering about this. Um, I was the uh, sec secretary. I did most of the financials um, for. Uh, a religious group, actually. Oh, well, that's rather nice. Uh, um, very small. Uh, it's no longer functioning, but it oh, was quite ter- quite interesting. Terribly sad when some of the old small churches shut down. Yes. <laughs> Which one was it? Um, anyone I might have heard of? Probably not. Uh, it was, um, we didn't have like a, a particular location we met at or anything like that. It was more of a, a traveling ministry, I think would be the word. Uh, oh, the uh, Citizens of New Life. Do I know them at all? Make it a cult roll. I know what you said, but I just heard Branch Davidians. It's just <laughs> yep, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like the people who keep on leaving flyers under my door about how we all need to be saved and you're gonna die a sinner. Uh, you mm-hmm. have never heard of that group before in your life. Also, at this point, you've pulled into the parking lot where Doris's car is. Ah, we're here. 
<laughs> anyway, it it's it's an it's a closed chapter of my life by now. But uh, yeah, it's provided me uh, a lot of interesting opportunities to travel, and uh, I had a fair pension from when I retired. So well, that's that's rather important, and uh, so good for you to uh, sorry to hear it's shut down, but so good for you to be involved. Uh, if you don't mind my saying, I think far too far too many of our of our younger folk these days are leaving behind uh, religion and the old ways. So uh, good to hear a young lady such as yourself was keeping up with them. Yes, <laughs> and I will smile and exit. <laughs> I'll see you on on Monday. Pursued by a bear. Um, So that happened previously. Uh, Indeed. Uh, uh, Shall I pick you up, or shall we? uh, Shall we meet at the uh, at the literature club? Um, if it's convenient for you, I think it might be. I I mean, then saving on parking and gas. Oh, indeed. All right. Um, and Harold proposes an appropriate amount of time ahead of time to allow yep. for traffic and so mm-hmm. on. Yep. Doris will agree to that. And then I go and sit in my car. <sighs> okay. That went pretty well. <laughs> All right. Now I'll congratulate myself. <laughs> Doris congratulates herself. And drives off. Yep. <coughs> Harold. I will abandon hmm. the car on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to talk about the book okay. uh, that I got. Um, eh, I'll keep I'll it with. Ye who enter. <laughs> yeah. At some point, the. The uh, Stonehenge brick gets removed from my bag. <laughs> Probably not the night before, uh, but today I'm like, oh wait, I remembered that I my my handbag was quite heavy. Enshrine it in a place in your house. Uh, no, I put it out out back. It's a doorstop. <laughs> so you're not doing what I did with my piece of the Great Wall of China. Good to no. know. No. <laughs> That's all that Doris needs to do. All right. Uh, did Jared have anything to do before the next meeting? <clears throat> He's going to spend some time with his uh, <clears throat> artifact from Nepal mm-hmm. that he found in the the old temple. Yes. And just try and see if he can glean any more meaning or notable features of it that it may have escaped his notice previously. Mm-hmm. Nothing escapes your uh, nothing escapes your notice, uh, but you do see now the resemblance between this statue and the painting that you had seen in the in the Blighton Estate. Mm-hmm. Any facial features that I can parse between the two of them? The face is completely obscured, both on the thing and in your memory of the painting. Like with a mask? Uh, no, with uh, the hood of this robe. Okay, it's just it's uh, it's, like, it's a piece that you can't really see. Yeah, the, yeah. Okay. The 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 hood the hood comes down, and the shadow on the statue, the shadows are solid part of the statue. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yep. And then he doesn't really have anything else he needs to do between now and next meeting. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Jahan, is there anything you're doing between now and next meeting? Uh, yeah, I'm doing some online research of Carcosa. All right, give me a computer because use roll. Because obviously. Give Sorry, a what? A computer use roll. Okay. I have some of that, I think. Some. Some amount. So close. Yeah. So goddamn close. So good. Mother. 26 out of a 25. Fucker. <laughs> you could spend luck. Yeah. Would you like to spend any luck to make that a success? Uh... You reduce your luck by one to increase your roll by one and succeed. Yeah, sure. Right. So your luck goes down by one, but you succeed. So the thing that you find looking up Carcosa uh, is a play called The King in Yellow. God damn it. <laughs> what else was it going to be, honestly? Yeah. Uh, you Mostly this seems to be a... Uh, um, it's apparently a book that, uh, it's a play that has, uh, like, unassociated literature with it. Um, and, uh, Carcosa appears to be a fictional place, uh, that exists within the story of The King in Yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and it's, it's a, the, the play revolves around the story of... Uh, three character. It has it has at least two acts and and, and at least three characters: uh, Casilda, Camilla, and the stranger. Um, and it's sort of uh, it, it's you're not you're not able to actually find any sort of a transcript or plot synopsis about the play. Um, it's this thing that people talk about. Uh, having never seen but having heard about and finding excerpts of it's this lost play um uh the only people the only thing that uh the only thing that anybody knows is that it was apparently written by uh it was apparently uh, there's a associated literature written by Robert W Chambers who's an American Chambers. author yep um yep copies of it are hard to find it's one of those rare book club things where people will you know will auction off copies of it if they find it or will even buy information about it um but one of the things that you can find is that there are (coughs) there is a repeated refrain about lost carcosa um Mm -hmm. in the uh, sort of in the uh, uh uh in the in the play and in the book uh, there's a song, in fact, in the first act, in sort of the, the uh, second scene of the first act, wherein uh, one of the characters sings about uh, uh, Carcosa, and the line, the shadows lengthen in Carcosa, is the right. end of the first verse of that song. Yep. All right, book club, we need to go to Louisiana. There are some murders there we need to investigate. Also, time is a flat circle. <laughs> Does this have anything to do with a jazz-obsessed guy with a hand axe? Not yet. No, no. No, no. Hopefully not. Because, well, no. He's easy to kill. He's easy to stop. You just played jazz, and he doesn't kill you. Right, exactly. It's not that hard. Yeah. No, we need to go find Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Well, okay. Anyways. So that's what you find looking up Carcosa. All right. 
You're not you're not certain what the connection between Carcosa and Blighton is, but you have found this bit of information. Yep. Uh, Jared, uh, you're not able to find anything much about uh, any sort of uh, urban myths of people watching you on the coasts. Uh, there are there are some stories in Sussex about uh, uh, strange gatherings of people having been reported around certain areas of Sussex, but it's not like mm-hmm. nothing quite. There are there are weird things that happen at night, but none of them are explicitly the thing you've experienced. Okay, Harold. Yes, sir. You head home. Presumably, mm, I do. Anything you do? Well, just go ahead and just describe your house for us, your home for us. Uh, it has a neatly, very neat, very meticulous outer garden, um, but it is not particularly skillfully kept. Uh, but uh, with 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 attention to detail, uh, and there are rose bushes and various other. Uh, Hedges, uh, some flowers, and and a, a meticulously maintained lawn. Uh, inside the house, uh, it is clean. Everything is dusted. Um, the settings and the furniture all are relatively out of date. Um, there are some. Uh, the only only evidence of clutter is it by a chair in the um, in the sitting room where there are piled books and newspapers and so on. And I think that's where, after making himself some more tea, uh, that's, that's where Harold installs himself and will sit down and start going through the uh, uh, Beatus Methotivo. So do you read Latin? What's your percentage of Latin that you know? What's the Latin? Uh, it's not, I don't think, fantastic, but uh, it's basically left over from his, uh, his med school days. Um, it's 40 40, so you can you can rough get through it. Go ahead and give me a other language Latin roll. Let's just see. Uh, see, nice. if, see if you learn. Oh, okay. Well, Boom. Uh, go ahead and mark that as a successful skill use. As you successfully used that. Uh, <clears throat> this basically that roll basically indicates that yes, you in addition to in addition to um, being able to mostly read it, you are also able to. Uh, do a little bit of research and actually improve your understanding of Latin so that sometime in the future you'll be able to do an improvement role on that. He goes and gets out a, a very well dog-eared Latin dictionary to help him out with some of the yes. more obscure words. Um, uh, but again, it's sort of as you as you determined previously. Let me pull up my uh, document that I have here that has the information on it. Um, as you had determined previously, the Beatus Methodivo uh, is again. It's uh, Saint Saint Methodius of Olympus of Olympus. Uh, it's that Gnostic short prophetic work, and you sort of read through and familiarize yourself. There's not much. There's not much else new to it that you, as you read through uh, the parts that you hadn't read were pretty much again strictly prophetic. Uh, there is one interesting line in it 
uh, that refers to that refers to um, it refers to a man of medicine on a volcanic island uh, following the uh, following uh, it's, it's it's a rough translation again your Latin's not perfect but it's roughly translating it into a more usable context uh, this this particular bit of prophecy seems to refer to a doctor on a volcanic island, following the footsteps of uh, following the footsteps of an oracle to a pyramid, uh, inside which he finds uh, a lost city. And so, by itself, it doesn't necessarily mean much, but. That does sort of that is one of the one of the newer prophecies that you didn't quite get to on your previous read that you're sort of able to translate out. Okay. He he sort of flips back to double check when it was written and then goes back to uh, three hundred eighty. Yeah. Goes back to reading some more. Um and will I think pull out at that point, um pull out a pen and uh and his small notebook and start making notes on on that noting down the page he's not going to write into the book itself yeah but we'll we'll make notes on it as well okay uh doris are you doing anything else other than your conversation prior to the next meeting uh i decided she's gonna sell the book sell the book to, like yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to my my the nop shop and uh sell that book get another one i want a novel <laughs> uh which book was it uh that was the um one about witches uh it was the, the let witch, me see the witch cult I have. the witch cult in western europe yes yeah okay. mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't that interesting it's it's also not that expen not that rare or expensive uh no. so you, you 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 get a few you, you get a few dollars off of it um a fifty dollar yep. kind of. I will. I will promptly spend that back. And you buy yourself probably plenty for a romance. Novel. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh huh. I got you, a bunch of like fifty cent ones. You buy yourself some tawdry romance novels. Uh, there is interestingly enough in uh in this in this bookshop that you're at there is a there's like sort of a display dedicated to the Fifty Shades of Grey series that looks like it hasn't mm. been touched at all. Hmm. And apparently they're having a sale. You can get the whole series for like fifty percent off. Oh, I've heard. Run, I have that. a question. Yes. This is an alternate universe, <laughs> and slightly in the future. What's going on with that series in the past? Yeah, has it expanded? Uh, there are, She's written other books, by the way. I know this because yeah, I've no, seen them. No, the series. The series has. The series currently has eight installments. Um, it's uh. How- how many times has the film franchise been rebooted at this point? Twice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Most recently with Dolph Lundgren playing uh, playing Mr. Gray, which was a particularly weird choice. I would watch the hell out of that. I mean... I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, that he... would be an odd choice. Well, no, I assume that I assume that digital digital de-aging is actually proficient in this era. They, it, 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 it it is, but they decided to go with the gray. They decided to go with the gray fox look for gray. It was it was again interesting choices. Okay, I mm. I, I love Dolph Lundgren. He's the man, but there is nothing about that man that screams gray fox. Uh, so no, for but... for reference, there are uh, Fifty Shades Gray, Fifty Shades Darker, Fifty Shades Freed, Gray Darker Freed. 
and then also Fifty Shades recaptured uh, Fifty Shades Fifty Shades <laughs> even darker and Fifty Shades locked in a box. So you're saying that it progresses at the rate that the fanfic ones did. Yes. Mm. Uh, Fifty Shades Fifty Shades locked in a box seems to be some sort of Dr. Seussian crossover as well, which is I'm really I was hoping it was a FNAF crossover. <laughs> I'm really disappointed that there has not yet been one titled Fifty Shades of Fucked Up because that is the dumbest line in the entire film series and it needs to be a title of the book of book in the series please no because that would inc- require acknowledging please that no, there are fucked up elements to the relationship <laughs> despite it being genuinely erotic to some people no i assume that there's just a spin-off television series on hbo currently called just called gray too fucked too darker <laughs> no it's actually just called gray it's uh it's just called Gray. Uh, it's yeah. called it, it is it's actually it's part of the retold by christian series which is the oh, same okay. stories but told from christian gray's perspective mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. be frank that's which, a cinemax series by the way those are <laughs> by the way that sounds like a joke but gray and darker are actual books in yes. the retold by yes. gray series uh-huh. you're are. all aware of or mara and i are aware of the canon <laughs> the extended canon of 50 shades Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is anyway, the same story, as but we, told from as we have segued days. into the erotic literature Whitechapel Club. Yes. Hey, I... I told you that that was my initial character concept before I discovered I could be a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna. Oh my god! Accidentally Why were you not... an adult performer and/or sex worker and thought it was the erotic literature club? Oh, that's right. That's right. And then was greeted by these fuckers because you'd already all picked. That's them. right. I thought you meant your your original idea was an erotica writer. <laughs> that uh, would also work. I mean, that's I'm disappointed you didn't combine that with the cowboy. Cowboy. I feel like Mara and I are going to be racing each other <laughs> to get our characters killed off, so we can now make an erotica <laughs> hey, writer. Hey, that was my idea. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Uh, I'll so buy them all. You buy them all? Easily yeah. done with the amount of money you got off of the other book. Perfect. I spend the entirety of the next couple days reading through. All right. Uh, John, question. Yes. That I did not read, that I did, that I, that I forgot to ask. If you use luck to succeed on a roll, do you still check mark it? Yes. Okay. You're oh. still succeeding. Fascinating. Uh, Good to know. Yep. There's no no penalties other than the reduction of your luck stat. Okay. Um. So the few days pass. Some of you doing research. Some of you, uh, doing research of a different kind. Some of you working with horses. And the next, the second meeting of the. I mean, we don't know what the seventh book is about. There could be work with horses there too. No, that's 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 in the sixth book. Um. It, 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 apparently Christian Grey uh, uh, delves into his bestiality fetish in the later books um, how did you not realize that's what we were we were joking about no, I, I was going to say no I'm pretty sure the rich fetish does have a horse riding scene in one of the earlier books it does that was foreshadowing different apparently kind of, for the sixth book different kind of horse riding um <laughs> Anyway, 
<laughs> opened this kettle is what you've done. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I understand that. I understand that this is a tangent we can go on for literal hours and have many times. Monday arrives. And you all reunite once more at the Whitechapel Hotel in Whitechapel, London. The meeting room once again once again greets you. There are fresh pastries and tea available on the side, as well as uh, as well as coffee. Should someone desire a slightly stronger drink, in addition to the ever-present painting of a police officer staring down at you, seeming to watch your every step, there are now a series of uh, book trolleys. This the kind of which you might find in a library, but have been repurposed for the use of this club, each with a dusty volume atop it. In addition, on the back wall, there appears to be a rack of wine. It seems Reginald got a little carried away with his auctioning. Um... And is, is, I know if those are the wines attached to the wine that had the weird thing or no. It's not the wine attached to the wine that had the weird thing, but it is one okay. of the wine shelves from the cellar. Hmm. Um, and in addition to all of this, there is Reginald. Again, with his average colored hair, average colored skin, average looking face, and average colored clothes. Although... Now that you think about it, this time he's not wearing average colored clothes. For whatever reason, he happens to be wearing... I know, he's wearing clothes. He's wearing a bright yellow jacket uh, to add a little bit of color to his average colored ensemble. Uh, And he is sitting at the table where his normal, where his averagely placed and averagely present self typically is. uh, Reading a book. As you all, as you all enter, who enters first? I will go first. America enters first. America, you enter first and see this scene. Yep. Ah, good. He pauses for a second as if he's trying to recall. Afternoon, America. It has been a lovely couple of days with all these wonderful antiquities that you and the others managed to find. Uh, How's your weekend been? Lovely as always, is Reginald. Good, good. How's you? Glad that you found something to pique your curiosity. Oh, absolutely. Many facts. My accent is strong today. Okay. (laughs) Do you go get some tea or anything? Yeah, sure. All right. America acquires some coffee and takes their traditional. Oh, yes. It's distinctly coffee, not tea, because I need to be as American as possible in all things in my character character guideline. As America takes their seat, the next person to arrive arrives. Dr. Clossley. And and Miss Foster Young. Yep. We walk in together. Reginald again looks up. Ah, so good to see the pair of you. Uh, Dr. Costley, I hope your first outing with the with the Literature Club was exciting enough to keep you on. I'm certainly not something I'll forget in a hurry. Um, and he holds up the book and says, I brought a little something back as well. Ooh, fascinating. Please, here, hand it over. And he closes the book he's looking at and look, and it sort of holds a hand out. Yeah, uh, he'll pass it over. Takes it, flips through it. Ah, the Beatus Methodivo in its original Latin. Fascinating. And he starts flipping through it. It seems like he's able to read it perfectly fine without a reference. Are you familiar with it? 
I've read a version of it. Not this one. This is a... Ooh, this is an old copy. I've read it translated into a few different languages. Uh, German, uh, his, uh, Spanish, and Italian. Um, Doris, you're aware that uh, Reginald seems to know a lot of languages. Yep. You're pretty certain he spends part of his ex exorbitant fortune just learning shit. Mm -hmm. Would you happen to have any of those translations? I'm curious to see uh, always how uh, oh, modern authors uh, interpret the original. In, in fact, on that shelf, uh, as it points over at one of the one of the various bookshelves that was here previously, uh, second row from the top, fifteenth uh, book from the left. Harold will will drift over and uh, pick up the book that was indicated, and then. Uh, pull out his notebook and compare the uh, segments that he noted down to see if they are the same. Uh, which, which language copy did you grab? German, Spanish, or Italian? Oh, there's not an English? No, there's not an English one. Uh, I guess Harold looks at them with sort of <laughs> interest and then disappointment, and then we'll pick them up and flip through them. I guess he'll pull the German, but... Other than that, uh, he doesn't speak any of those languages. Okay. Uh, look through if he can see if we can find anything that looks like volcano. You just suddenly got really like muffly muffled. Um, That's better. You're better now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what was going on. Um, but yeah, uh, then he'll look through and see if he can find uh, anything that looks like the word volcano or island. Okay. So you spend some time looking through languages you don't understand. Yeah. Uh, Doris? Uh, well, I followed I followed uh, Harold in and stood there while he was talking, uh, but when he drifted over to the books, um, no. Uh, <laughs> I did not follow. Um, Reginald, oh, it's so lovely to see you again. It's I look forward to Ms. these Fossey every Man. week. Obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, did you happen to, did you have a good time? I did. It was lovely. I know Harold quite enjoyed himself. Uh, we had a little bit of adventure, spilled down some some uh, a secret passageway. Actually, it was Ooh. quite exciting. Secret passages are so fun. I'm glad. I'm sure you and Harold enjoyed each other thoroughly. Uh, yes. <laughs> at which point, the third, the next per person to arrive comes in, in time to hear that sentence. <laughs> That sounds like the perfect time for Jared to walk in. All right. You bet they did. Mm. <laughs> ah, the joys of Jared. Youth. Yes, that's me. Comes uh, the end. Yeah. Oh, Getting so better. By this point, again, everyone would have gained two more hit points. Anyone that had lost anything. Mm. So this is now. You should total of plus three hit points from the Friday injuries. Almost back to normal. <laughs> Good. Nice coat there, Reg. Ah, thank you. It's one of the one of the various things that we acquired from the mansion. Uh it seem it seemed interestingly enough, Sir Thomas Blyton and I wear the same size. Weird. Yes. That's nice. What size is that? Uh he lists off a particularly average size. Medium. Seems to be. Jared uh, goes over, makes half a cup of tea, fills it up the rest of the way with coffee, adds creamer, and shotguns it. Mm -hmm. 
Seems you particularly Please tell me fun. it wasn't like green tea or something. It probably was. No, it's 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 Earl Grey. Okay, that's fine. It's, it's Earl Grey. Seems to be a particular fan of the color yellow. Yes, there seems to be a lot of it. It is a very bright and sunny color, color, especially on the coast right there. It's got to be uh, quite dismal and dreary much of the time, especially during the winter. I'm sure that was a decorating choice. I go and sit down by myself with a pointed look <laughs> toward Jared, Harold. Jared, Jared I don't pulls, have any tea. <laughs> Daryl, Jared, Jared pulls out his phone and takes a quick shot of Reginald with the coat. Sure. I was curious, actually, while uh, people were talking, what was uh, Reginald reading before we came in? Give me a spot hidden roll. Okay. Unless you're, unless you're asking outright. No. She'd just be glancing over. Ooh, hard success. Harold sheepishly comes over and sits beside Doris. Did you bring me tea? I, I mean, it, if Doris I think doesn't when have he's any finished tea, with yeah. the... She's, she just she just glances over at the tea. Glances Harold back gets back up, Harold gets back up and goes over to the tea. <laughs> Jared's still over there. Uh, need another cup? Mm. Reginald, oh. Re- Reginald leans over towards Doris. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'd rather think. All right. Mm. Jared will, Jared's still kind of manning the table, so he'll make two more cups. <laughs> um. Right. Uh, he was reading. He was reading a book called The Golden Bough. Ooh, I know that book. Uh, in which was in English, which he sort of closed and put down um, when given the other book, which is now he's now still flipping through the, the Beatus Method Evo. Uh, at which point, Jahan arrives. Yep. Uh, what are you talking about? He's on a plane to fucking Canada. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oddly, that plane deposited you here. <laughs> so weird. Like a so circular. <laughs> it flew over and just pushed me out with a parachute. Yeah. Here's he walked has in and bad walked through in... with his characters trying to take planes out of the story and it yep. not working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is the third time I think. The third? Because there was that one shot, right? Mm. I don't remember the one shot. I, mostly I don't remember, remember this at Nina. all. This is fast. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nina definitely tried to get the fuck out of Dodge. I could have sworn that we had a modern one shot where your character's introduction was trying to take a plane out of the state, but I may just be making Rob, up that memory. You, you may be right. We anyway. have a lot of one shots. We do have a lot of one shots. Anyways. You should check them all out. You should. Yes, yes. After you're done here. YouTube.com slash Final Show Films. Anyways. Uh, so John, you enter to the sight of Harold bustling over to grab some tea, Doris and Reginald sitting down at the table. Reginald who looks up, ah, Dr. Ramsey, welcome. Evening. How has your weekend been? I mean, the the weekend was quite fine. Um, after, you know... Yes, it seems there was all manner of excitement. Yes, it seems there was all manner of excitement at the auction. He says, indicating the additional books and things that are here now. 
Yes, also vandalism, destruction, burning Coast Guard boats, um, apparently a, a charnel house, and um, am I missing anything? Make a sanity roll. <laughs> Time loss. <laughs> and America does air quotes in Hard game. success. Oh yes, yes. Time lost too. Interesting. Yes. So, uh, Jahan, yeah, you, you're you're recounting everything probably, and oddly, Reginald, oh, I knew I was recounting everything. No, 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 I was no, no, giving everybody no, no, no. else a chance to chime in. Oddly, Reginald doesn't seem to react to it. Okay, kind of like it's kind of it's the face that someone makes when they didn't hear you. Like, where they just sort of continue smiling as if waiting for something. Reginald. Yes? A law enforcement vehicle caught on fire. Of course. Because of Do lightning. I notice this is weird at all? Uh, give me a sanity roll. Okay. Anyone who'd like to, other than John. Ah, no, Doris is good. This is normal. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna roll because this seems weird to me. Nope. So nope. a ship that seems came normal out, to you guys. <laughs> a ship that came maybe out, a little on the British mm, side, but normal. Yeah, a little on the British, but you know, a ship that came out to rescue Jared after he fell into a meat pit. John, don't you think you might be overstating things a little bit? It was rather dark and rather stormy and rather exciting. But I think we should focus on what we have here. We have books. A this is a literature club. Caught on bloody fire. Well, yes, that is the way of things in a storm. Well, it's we don't have the expression, oh. worst things happen at sea for no reason. John is now the only Satan character in a horror movie. Congratulations. <laughs> John, dear, sit down. I love that everybody failed drastically. Yeah. <laughs> like, wasn't sanity even close. Is actually pretty good. Like, like, a lot of our sanities are pretty good. Mm -hmm. 79, 83, 77 was all the roles. <laughs> And, and Doris just chose to fail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now. And uh, there was plenty of excitement, but everyone's here. Everyone's fine. And we have quite a haul, I must say. I'm fascinated at the idea of secret passageways in this mansion, though. I might have to go back and see if I can't acquire the estate itself. They did John, see in in the process of sitting down. John says yes, except for the people on the Coast Guard boat, <laughs> quietly to himself. Because clearly you... nobody's listening at this point. <laughs> uh, if you do acquire the estate, um, can I recommend acquiring the entire thing, with the exception of the butler? He was rather. I never actually met the butler. How? Who? What did he look like? Oh, did you not? His he name was, was Miles he Stone. Wasn't really on the first floor, Don. He was not literally great. everywhere. The, the GM has a slightly similar name to your character. Yes, <laughs> Jahan. 
two syllables. Yeah, hon, which is fair, except for I'm doing a heavy American accent. And no, that no, that's also fair. Yes. John very specifically. <laughs> he was literally everywhere. Anywhere we looked. Fascinating. I don't know. I didn't encounter him at all. Um, I'll give his general description. Yeah, yeah Doris will give. Definitely sounds like a butler, yes. <laughs> yes. Fascinating. He and was rather on the topic of the estate. I assume this is like it seems like there's a part of it at the bottom of the cliff. If if where her not Jahan Jared had fell out any indication. Oh, certainly. Oftentimes, large estates like that will have uh, not just the building itself, but also the land around it and below it in the case of a cliff. So it's, it makes perfect sense that it would, it would extend down to the coast for mm. any sort of perhaps fishing or trapping or any, any sort of activities that one might want in the channel. Perhaps even well, a private dock. Go for it if you'd like to. The butler was pretty insistent that certain things in certain parts of the manor were not for sale in, in the standard auction, but... Oh, yes. Uh, the, the, the estate sale was carefully curated pieces, but the estate itself, I could possibly look and see if it's for sale. But that's, mm. a, that's a thing for another time. So, were there any particularly interesting books that anyone would like to discuss? I know Harold brought to me this lovely book, the uh, an original Latin version of the Beatus Methodivo, which is a particularly interesting work of uh, of uh, of what uh, what would be the word? The uh, predictive texts, yes, sort of would be the the the, the terminology, I believe. Anyone else find anything fascinating other than obviously the variety of books that we'll be able to dig into here at any point in time? Please also feel free to grab anything that you'd like and and go through it. I mean, speaking of secret passages, one of them led to a literal abattoir that I kind of slid into. Well, yes, that would be rather standard on older mansions. After all, depending on how old the mansion is, you'd have to have some place to sort of deposit the waste. But is it likely that the waste is almost entirely meat-based substances? Depending on what circumstances, certainly. Possibly. No! Fact check. <laughs> Absolutely not! Are we, are we still affected by the sanity roll? Yeah, no, you, this seems perfectly normal. Reginald talks like okay. this all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, young Jared, you're not going to want to keep your meat pits right in the house. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm sure after the last weekend and the time you spent with Miss Foster Young, you're pretty familiar with meat pits. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> ah, good show, young O'Connell. <laughs> you you do cooking and stuff, right, Miss Doris? A little bit. Yeah, I don't... and there's like you have to clean the meat and. Hmm. Yeah. He means like that, but with sex. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Lovely conversation. Harold just takes a long sip, of tea. and then Jared just kind of you're the you're the assholes that decided to let a 19 year old in a club that's obviously meant for adults. What the fuck did you? I expect? give both of you a death glare. <laughs> anyway, 
<laughs> well, I wouldn't pretend that we're normally like this. This he's the new addition. And Jerry goes to look at the acquisitions to see what's interesting and available. Give me a library use roll. Hey, I'm shit at these. So, since it's been a couple of the Well, hey, damn. Uh, Yes, Mara? Yeah, since it's been a couple of them now where where Reginald has not acknowledged some of the weird stuff, can I tell what's going on? Like, if if it's a specific, if, if he's recognizing it but choosing not to acknowledge it, uh, like I am trying to do with innuendos, uh, or if it's he's just not hearing it, I would like to make the case for a psychology role. Sure, you can make a psychology role. Yeah, I will also point out this is funny in character, but out of character, your characters are all horrible people. Yeah, we are. I no, I mean, no, I mean, every, everybody been else. Participating. The only jokes were made about the losing a few hours thing, which <laughs> is genuinely funny in the context of the things that America. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to argue perspective here. When we're talking about terrible or people or not, only one of us thinks that a, 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 a Coast Guard boat catching on fire and all of its inhabitants horribly dying is something that is not, oh, just what happens? Hey, don't don't blame us for our mental illnesses. That's not our morality, that's our dice. (laughs) I Um, got an extreme success for my library use role. By the way, uh, before I forget, Harold, did you get get the occult boost for reading the Biotis Mythodivo? No. I'm sorry, what is that supposed to do? Uh, You you, you get plus two to your occult. uh, To your occult rating for reading it. Okay. Nice. And that's that's the mechanic whereby if at some point I start to believe in all this, then I take that as a sanity hit no, and no, add it to my mythos. No, that would be mythos, not a cult. Okay. This is just right. flat a cult role. Okay. Um what languages do you read again, Jack? <laughs> um English and Nepalese. Hmm. Nepalese. Um, oh, well, there is a particularly old, uh, ancient, there's a particularly ancient text, um, that isn't Nepalese, but it seems like it's close. Hmm. Um, give me a, give me a other language Nepalese role. Success. Uh, you've, you, you, you. You have never read this language before, but you've seen it in Nepal. This is a Bur- this is a text written in Burmese. No, oh, like the pythons. <laughs> but you, you've seen it before, but you've never read it before. Okay. Um, well, he'll start trying to see if he can figure out what it means, and then he'll ask Reginald if he can't figure it out. <laughs> all right. Anyone else looking at books or? Uh, oh, uh, sorry. Mara uh, failed a psychology role. Yep. Uh, you're you're not certain why you were thinking about Reginald acting weird. Jahan's definitely the one acting the weirdest here right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's. Hmm. You think Jahan? You think Jahan might be suffering from a bit of stress? He might be. Never seen a good meat pit before. 
Uh, anyone else looking at books or anything else? Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to go through and I'm looking for a specific book. Guess what book? The King in Yellow? Yeah. Give me a library use roll. If Jahan goes and stands up, I'll follow him. Okay. And like flip through stuff. Not even kind at. of. Uh, Jahan is looking through uh, the variety of texts. You don't find you don't find the king in yellow. Uh, you speak Arabic, though, right? I do. Okay. You do find. Um, you do find a book written in Arabic called The Key of Solomon. Okay. It is a particularly old and dusty book uh, that very easy to overlook. Uh, and as you pull it off, as you as you reach out and put your hand to it, just out of instinct to grab and pull, you feel this faint pulse on your hand. And look down, and your that 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 magnetic stone bracelet seems to have come undone and fallen to the floor. Okay. As you pull the book out and look at it sort of dusting away a bit of it. This feeling of importance overcomes you, and you realize you've seen this book before in your dream. Looking back into the art gallery room, thinking about that dream, you recall this book splayed open on a pedestal open to a particular page. And as you open the book to that page, that's where we're going to end for this week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.